Hey, listeners, welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovate. Man, it has been a crazy last couple of weeks for us. Uh, we're, we're sitting right in the middle of this uh, pandemic. Uh, today, we're going to talk about flipping games. And I don't know about you, Hal, but I, I need some games in my life right now. I need a little fun. <laughs> I need a little social interaction. I need something going on. So how's things going on up there for you in Ohio? I need people. You need people. And fun. And I just want to go to a restaurant and eat. I don't want any more carryout. I just want to sit at the table. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I was, I was thinking today, you know, I would just like to have uh, a steak from like Outback or Longhorn or something and just go sit down and somebody wait on me and, and eat. Uh, so, yeah, I need a little bit of that, of that in my life right now, too. So, so us feeling that way, what, what do you think our students are feeling like right now? I mean, I've heard kids that said they want to come back to school, and I was like – I never thought you were going to say that, but I really do think that they're missing us. Yeah. You know, I teach every day through, through <clears throat> Zoom. And uh, one of my students, I just posted a picture on Facebook. Just, you know, here's a clip of me and my students were hanging out, having a good time. And most of it for the first couple of days was just fun. I just wanted to get in there and, you know, ask them how they're doing. Let's, you know, let's play a couple of games. Uh, just, just get them talking and, you know, feeling okay. Uh, and then some of my other past students' parents saw it on Facebook and was like, Brody wished he could come and join you guys. And I was like, why not? So we had we had a day of where I just I sent all my former students a link. We got on there. We talked. We hung out. We had a good time. The the kids is actually really good for my current kids because the old kids got on there and was like, yeah, you better learn this stuff. You better memorize your unit circle. And, you know, you're going to need this when you get to pre-calculus. So it really helped. My, my current students, uh, you know, feel like, yeah, what we're learning, we do need to know as we move forward. So uh, I really do feel like that, that our kids right now, they need some fun and social interaction in their life. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but there's been, like, talk about, like, kids and in Google Meets without the teacher. And a lot of staff members are, like, freaking out. And I'm like, they need each other. Like, I really think we can trust them, hopefully. Um, cause they need to collaborate and work with each other and we need to allow that time for kids to kind of be social. Well, let's face it too. Anyways, with, with the way it is today, even whether they're using Google meets or something else, they're going to find a way to, you know, either through, uh, what's that thing you do on iPhones? FaceTime. Uh, FaceTime, yeah, that thing, you know, I'm, I'm anti-Apple, so, uh, you know, they're, they're going to FaceTime or do whatever that, that they, they're going to do anyway, so, uh, it's, it's good that we can kind of have it and, and, you know, have our eyes kind of over it if we need to have it that way, uh, but, you know, uh, I, I feel like that they're, they're missing that playtime and, and getting to hang out with each other. Uh, one of the teachers I talked with today that, that did classes through Zoom, they played board games online with each other. I'm not for sure exactly how they did that or, or what they were doing, but they were playing some kind of board game together online. So uh, they were really excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome, which I think will kind of help us with today's guest because he's really into games and gamifying and adding game-based learning, which I love games. I'm not competitive, though. Uh, that's such a lie. You love games and you have to win. And if you're second place, like we were at ISTE, or were we third at ISTE? Third. Third. Yeah, we were second loser. And I'm uh, blaming Kyle. Yeah, you're blaming Kyle. I or Mel. I know you, you, were, you were pregnant and you were willing to stay up and, and, and keep going. So uh, Maybe know. Mel had the coronavirus then. 
He may have. You know, Kyle thinks that he and I had the coronavirus while we were in Florida together in Miami at um, FETC. But, but anyways, uh, we'll blame one of them since they're not on the show and can't defend ourselves uh, because we're winners. They're the losers, right? Yep. That's right. All right, so that brings us to our guest today. We have Daryl Legaspi with us today. Uh, he's a Google certified uh, innovator, also Google certified trainer, level one, level two also. He's a media specialist out of Houston, Texas, even though he's never heard the song Houston by the Gatlin Brothers. Kind of hurt my feelings there a little bit, Daryl. But anyways, <laughs> and Stephanie doesn't listen to real country. She listens to the modern crap, you know. Uh, but anyways, that's, that's quoting her husband. Uh, but anyways, glad to have you with us today, Daryl. Uh, come and help us uh, figure out how to engage our students in, in the learning by using some games. Well, it's great, uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. And I told you, Lance, maybe if you sing the song, I may have, you know, strike up we, my memory. May have, we, I may have we, won't, <laughs> we want people to listen to the show and, <laughs> and not run them off. If, if I start singing, there's nobody going to listen. Well, I assure you after this, this uh, podcast, I will. I will listen to the song. All right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, what, what kind of games and things uh, are, are you using in the classroom right now? Well, right now I'm a media specialist. Uh, so I, we used to have a club on our campus last year, uh, a board game club, which drew a lot of students in um, from all walks of life. We got our jocks. We got that students who, who are into programming and decoding. And it was just a great you know, way for students to get together and, and play games because games inherently are engaging. People tend to gravitate to them. Um, so in regards to, to games, I know I'm going to ask you and see, what is your favorite board game? Mine is Settlers of Catan. <gasps> okay. Catan. Is it Catan? That's great. No, that's great. Because <laughs> I, uh, I was expecting you to say like Monopoly or something. Or no. Because <laughs> yeah, most people say that. But uh, um, when we, whenever I ask students, hey, what's your favorite game? And they would say it's Monopoly or, or Risk or Jenga. And those are the type of games that are very popular right now that a lot of people love to play. But there isn't a lot of strategy and critical thinking involved in those type of games because a lot of it is, it's all about gotcha, I'm gonna take money from you, I'm gonna raid your base and destroy you. So a lot of people are, are kind of turned off by those games because you know it's like, we're trying to get in your face. So a lot of the games that I introduced in this club that we have are games that are more, uh, that make you think a little bit more, that are more collaborative, games that promote conversation and strategy and, and taking your time and pacing yourself uh, whenever you make a move and learning from the mistakes that you that you go through when you play the game. So these are all skills that are that are important in life and when we're trying to teach our kids and I say 21st century skills that's it's a, it's a buzzword but you know those are skills that kids should should be aware of and should know and and games uh, that we play, like Settlers of Catan, for example, uh, are great examples of games that promote that type of thinking and that type of collaboration. Um, so, so would this be considered like the modern day PC version of like Dungeons and Dragons and so, or something like that? <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Dungeons and Dragons. So I, I didn't start playing Dungeons, I didn't even touch Dungeons and Dragons until maybe about three months ago. And I, I'm a pretty big gamer. Um, I, I would consider Dungeons and Dragons like a separate uh, type of game. It's more of a role-playing game, and which is also has great value when it comes to education and teaching because uh, it teaches empathy, where students have to kind of fit a role and they have to work together and kind of imagine the scenario that the dungeon master who kind of leads the session 
to to paint the picture and kind of follow along with that story. So that that that's a different type of game. Um, so, but board, these board games, because um, typically when we say Dungeons and Dragons, it kind of scares people away because they kind of have this uh, this idea of what Dungeons and Dragons is, and like, oh, that's not that's not me. But we're seeing this sudden rush recently, maybe back in two, starting in 2012, 2013, where board games are just so popular. Um, and then you see like Target and Walmart selling different types of board games that you don't typically see, like, for example, um, Cards Against Humanity. Probably not the, the greatest example because it's not like a, uh, um, it's not PC <laughs> for schools, but like Apples to Apples, those are different types of games who are getting lots of popularity right now. That, that's more social and has a little bit more strategy. Like you said, Sellers of Catan, because that's actually the game that started for me uh, a few years ago. I was like, man, I wish more games were like this, which then led me to acquiring about, uh, I have about a hundred board games now, <laughs> which is crazy. It's become a, it's become like a, I'm hoarding board games. You should see my room. They're just stacks and stacks of board games, but. That's how we are. We have stacks and stacks of board games too. And I think the reason I love that game is because it's a little bit of luck mm -hmm. because you have the dice roll and right. depending on what number, where it lands, you know, it's a mystery right. every single game. So it's always a different game mm -hmm. and I have really good luck. Um, <laughs> and Another part of it is strategy. How are you going mm -hmm. to place your first two settlements? Right. And where right. are you going to build your roads? And how are you going to continue to go so someone doesn't block you? Exactly. And you control your destiny in that type of game. So then, like, we play these games in the classroom with our students, and you can see them actually thinking. Because typically, when I, say, I always compare it to Monopoly. Monopoly, the, the best strategy is you land on a property, you you better buy it, just buy it, right? And then it's all luck of, of the dice roll. But then you talk about social Catan and you determine where am I going to build my road? Where should I place this house? So what's the best, uh, you know, best uh, r resource that I should be collecting? And so a lot more games that are coming out now require students and the participant to actually to think and to realize, like, think ahead of the game. Like if I do this move, how is it going to affect further on? And, you know, when we're playing board games, especially with your family, with your kids, and, and it's a lot of things that you got to promote with, with that too. It's like, okay, so, you know, sometimes kids, they don't like to lose, but how do you get them to be better losers? I guess some <laughs> better losers, but grace and losing, you know, and grace and winning and, and the uh, just sitting around the table and talking and discussing, it's putting away the cell phones. It's just bringing the, the sense of community is, is, is there. Well, and you said it there, you know, it's, we don't want to always win at everything we do. And sometimes we do lose Stephanie, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's about building those coping skills of it's okay to lose sometimes, you know, uh, you're not always going to win. And then when you win and, and as an old coach, you've got to win, right? Uh, so I know some people are those that will rub your face in every win that they mm -hmm. get, uh, and, and in the, you know, in the workplace or, you know, as you're going through school, that's just not the best way to do it. So you have to instill those skills in the students of this is how you win. This is how you lose. And not everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Right. Um, so what are some of your favorite games to play in the classroom? Okay. Uh, so in regards to board games, there, there are certain games out there that are adaptable that you can adapt to your, to your classroom. Uh, my Google mentor actually is Jonathan Spike, and he, I'm gonna shout out Jonathan Spike. He's amazing, and he he has a 
uh, website, GameStorm.edu, where it shows, it gives teachers um, strategies and turning board games into like a lesson, right? kind of turning their lesson into that board game and using games like code names. Uh, he has got templates out there as well. Uh, but for example, my favorite game game right now, which is uh, came out maybe about a year ago and it's been pretty popular, is called Just One. And it's a very, very, very simple game to play. And, and how it works is uh, you, there's a card. One person sees a card and on this card, there's like, a, there's like numbers one through five and there's a list of different words you're trying to get your team. So it's a collaborative game, your team to guess. Um, oh, well, your team is actually gonna try to get you to guess, I'm sorry. So let's say you're, you're playing with five people, right? So you, you show the card to everybody and you don't see it as the, as the person giving out the, the, the number. You show the card to everybody and you give out a number, so four. And then right next to the number four is a word that everyone is going to have to try to get you to guess or to say. Uh, but what they have to do is they have to, every person has to write just one word on this, on this dry erase board, just one word. That's what has the name, just one. And then what they do is they compare those words with one another. If anybody uses the same word as they, that clue gets removed. So let's say, for example, I don't know, I'm going to say, uh, let's say the word is cheese and I don't know the word is cheese. So then everyone has to think of, uh, well, if I put the word mouse, someone else might do mouse. So let me say like, I don't know, like mozzarella or something. And then other people would say mozzarella and then there's got provolone. And then once everyone compares, let's say two people wrote down mouse, well, they won't be able to show that to me. Well, then I would see mozzarella and uh, what, provolone and I would have to guess, oh, I thinking the word's cheese. And we get a point as to get all the, the whole team gets a point for getting that word. So why I love this game is because um, can you imagine like in the classroom, how you can use your vocabulary terms uh, for a game like this? Let's say, you know, you give the kids, I don't know, the word mitochondria. So everyone has to think of a word that associates with mitochondria without having everyone, anybody else say the same word, kind of like divergent thinking and, and thinking like, what's another word that I could say that, doesn't get matched so I can help my team out. So it's a quick and easy game, uh, which can be adapted to your classroom uh, really easily. Sounds like a TV show that I've seen on lately where they get so many words. So it's like you get 24 words or, and you have to, you're going against another team and you're saying, I can get my teammate to guess this list of words and I get to use 15 words. So they can say words and they have to guess what it is. So from that, so sounds yeah, very similar yeah, yeah. to that. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that TV show out or not. It's, it's a pretty cool game. Yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, it's, it's almost similar concept, but it's a very popular game uh, right now. Um, it's not that expensive either. You get these dry erase boards for like seven people in these cards. It's great. You can almost probably make up the cards yourself if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Oh, that totally. I could see um, doing this on, on Zoom with remote learning. Perfect. That would be a perfect application for that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you mentioned remote learning and there are so many ways to play board games online. Like there's tabletop simulator if you want to play with your class or with your friends and they're like board, actual board games like Sellers of Catan, which you can play online. And I believe it's for free, free nine to free. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we're going to go to our next section, which is our meme and quote. So Daryl, what kind of meme or quote did you bring for this week? Well, since, since we are talking along the lines of board games, I did, uh, I threw in a couple of board game quotes out there. I wasn't trying to be funny. It was more inspirational, I guess. 
Uh, so here, one of them was, uh, we learn little from victory, much from defeat. So I like, like the, the point of playing board games. I know like the goal seems to be winning for, for most people, but, and what I started doing is I, I downloaded this app and it's kind of nerdy, but I, I download the app and then I report any game that I play and the scores and it gives me um, like statistics of how I did in a particular game. So I can kind of kind of gauge of how much I've grown in that great game and based on the strategies that I do. But I know it's, it's, um, um, yeah, it's, 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 there's learning to it and there's growth in it and all of the different types of skills that you are building when you're playing board games. And it's not all about winning. It's, so there are certain moves that you play in the game that you become proud of, you know, it's kind of nerdy to say that, but <laughs> so the main focus of board games isn't, just to win. It's of course the, the collaboration, the community aspect and being proud of your accomplishments on that game that you played on that particular time. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of lessons that you learn playing board games. Um, so mine is, I know, I know I'm really lucky. Um, and again, when I play board games that involve luck, my dice roll luck is usually pretty good. Um, so that's why I love those kind of games that involve a little bit of strategy, but also a lot of luck because I am pretty lucky when it does come to games. <laughs> I'm going I'm to give you a game oh. that you should play if you love luck. What's that? It's called Quacks of Quidlinburg. Oh, I've not. It's my favorite that. luck game right now. So I just want to, you know, <laughs> give that to you. So maybe yeah, maybe. that'd be awesome. I'll have to play that. Lance? All right, so the one I've got this week has to do with remote learning, and I've heard so many of our parents saying this. It says, remote learning is going great. Two students suspended for fighting and one teacher fired for drinking on the job. So, <laughs> and that teacher that we're talking about would be the home teacher, the, the parent that's there. Uh, I also saw one, something about, my students are doing great. They, uh, I've been teaching them for two weeks, and I've already promoted them, and they're graduated high school, and they're only eight years old. So, <laughs> uh, Literally, I mean, I'm telling you, in our district right now, our parents are begging, are begging for the, the teachers to get online and to, to work with the students and, and, and get some type of routine going on uh, because one, you know, they're, they're not used to being at home with their, their kids all day by themselves. Uh, and two, they're not teachers. Uh, you know, I've been hearing other comments like you, you teachers really deserve a pay raise right now. Y'all should be making, you know, six figures. And I'm like, yeah, just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's my meme for the week. Yeah, and Lance even made his own meme this week, which is quite impressive. Um, so, Daryl, what is something that you've learned that people can use in their classroom tomorrow? Okay, since so a lot of us are doing all these Zoom conferences and webinars and Google Meets, um, it's not a board game related per se, but I did discover this. Uh, it's called SnapCam that you can download, and you can actually use Snapchat filters in your Zoom conference. Uh, so I started using some of them. I was a potato <laughs> in one of them, and a lot of our participants got, you know, cracked up um, seeing that and watching that. So if you want to add some pizzazz in your remote learning, distance learning uh, journey, SnapCam, for, and it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, very easy to install on your computer, and you can just switch the camera within your uh, video settings and whatever platform you're using. 
Oh gosh, I see a lot of people doing that eventually just because they're <laughs> going to go crazy. Um, so mine is just a GIF and it is to remind you of like wellness and just to inhale and exhale. And I just love looking at this gift and it just reminds me to breathe. Uh, Lance? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to go a different direction because this is, this is something that we've been struggling with a little bit in our district. We've been able to find some really good content that's out there to use to uh, you know, reinforce learning to, uh, you know, to go forward with new learning. But, you know, if we want to, to get some type of assessment or some type of benchmark to figure out where kids are at uh, easily, we, we were struggling to find that. And, and we're using IXL. Uh, IXL has great practice that's in there. Uh, it's not necessarily game-based, but it does give the, the teacher a snapshot of exactly where the kids are at, where they're stuck at, the problems they need to work on, and you can drill down by student or uh, by your whole class where they're struggling with. It'll give you standards reports, all those things. I know that I said the S word there. We've been talking about fun the whole time. Uh, but anyways, uh, and I Excel, they actually reached out to us and, I, and they told me that I could announce this too. And we didn't have it district-wide. Uh, for all we had it a few of our schools and they said hey whatever you need here you go we'll open we'll open it up for you so we've got it for every student and every teacher in our district now and they're providing that right now for anybody who needs it so if you need some practice uh, this is a good way to get practice for for your kids love it all right thank you so much for listening to get inspired and innovate this week um daryl how can people connect with you yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at EdTechLegaspi. I also have a, um, a Twitter account for just board games and education called uh, at Board Educator. I also have a YouTube channel where I review board games uh, in, from the lens of an uh, a educator. So you can also find that on YouTube uh, through the Board Educator, B-O-A-R-D. Love it. Um, so again, thank you so much for connecting with us and hopefully you can go out and play a board game with your friends and family, maybe even online during this difficult time. Um, and if you would like any of the resources, you can get our show notes at getinspiredandinnovate.com. We look forward to talking to you guys next week. All right. <laughs> Very good, everyone. All right. Thank you for having me.